Thank you for tuning in to A.R. Martin Ministries. We're looking forward to hearing from you. Please don't forget to subscribe. God bless you and enjoy. It says, and it came to pass. Are you in the right place? Amen. And it came to pass as he went to Jerusalem, they passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered into a certain village, there met him ten men that were lepers, which stood afar off. And they, and they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said unto them, Go, show yourselves unto the priest. And it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. You may be seated. Look at your neighbors and neighbors. More to it than meets the eye. Turn to someone else and tell them, say, neighbor, it's more to it than meets the eye. Have you ever started something with one intention, but as you got a little deeper involved, you came to realize that it was a little bit more to it than you thought? And I've done that in my life. I've done that on several occasions. I remember the time that uh, I had owned a little BMW. Mm. And uh, all my cars before then, I had always worked on my own cars. Amen. I came from the family. Amen. And you didn't take everything to the mechanic. You understand? Amen. Amen. When things need to be done, and you put it, pull it in the backyard. Amen. And go to work. Uh, some of y'all know what I'm talking about. And, and even to this day, I still work on my own cars. Amen. To a certain degree. Amen. I do my own brake work. 
Amen. I find myself plugging my own tires. Uh, I can change belts, amen, hoses, all uh, those kinds of things I was taught to do on my own. So at this particular junction in my life, I owned a little blue BMW 325E. And, and, and it really didn't dawn on me. I just knew that I had this little car and it was nice and was sharp. It was a little preacher's car is what I used to call it. And I uh, didn't really understand initially what the E stood for. Yeah. Uh -huh. and, and so it needed some brakes on it. So I pulled it in, uh, into the school, amen, because I you know, wanted to be on level ground, pulled into school, and I just jacked it on up and began to attempt to put these brake pads on this BMW 325E. Uh, come later on to know that the E did not stand for everybody can work on it. The E, <laughs> the e stood for European model. Y'all ain't talking to me, amen. And the Euro European model is on a different metric system, amen, than the international or, or, the, or, or the American way. Y'all ain't hearing me. So I got in the midst of it and I began, Brother Alice, to take them brakes off and I ran into all kinds of problems. Amen. And, and, and one thing that I noticed, and I was going with it, amen, and, 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 and I kept on at it and kept on at it. But one thing was getting at me because the daylight was growing dim. Amen. I was running out of daylight and I ain't had no other way to get back home other than to call somebody. But I, to make a long story short, amen, I, I did end up fixing the brakes. It took me longer, but, but one thing I got out, of it, got out of it is that when I embarked on it, it was actually more to it than I really was looking for. Amen. It was a little bit more involved. Are you still with me? So, so, so in, in our Bibles, a lot of times in our Bible and our Bible stories, they have uh, multiple meanings. Not only do uh, you get one lesson, but you can get several uh, lessons can be obtained for practical living. Now, even though there is a one main theme uh, for proper interpretation, it requires that we deal with what the writer was trying to relay at the time. And this particular story, this is uh, one of those stories. Uh, as we embark on this, we come to an understanding that the primary theme uh, is to be grateful and thankful for all that the Lord does for us. Can we agree on that? That is our primary thing. That is the correct interpretation. But I want to submit to you that, that, that that's not the only thing that I see in this text today. Just to name say it's more into it than meets the eye. In, in the words of our text, Jesus encounters Ten lepers. And immediately we start to see several things. I tell y'all, I'm going to be brief, amen, this morning. Number one, the reprehensible uh, are the issues with uh, the, the lepers, amen. How many understand, understand what leprosy is? Uh, leprosy is a debilitating disease that breaks down the body, breaks away at the body, and it deteriorates. Amen. Right. Uh, and, and it is an awful disease, especially in the Bible times. Amen. There were no known cures for leprosy. Amen. A lot of times when you got leprosy or you had family members that had leprosy, it was pretty much a death sentence. Amen. That is going to be the end of you. You would die with leprosy. Amen. So, so we said that leprosy was a terrible disease. It, uh, a lot of times they had to quarantine the 
those that had leprosy because they believed that leprosy was contagious. And I could uh, contract, in other words, I can get it uh, just by being around you or having you touch me or, or breathing on me. It was contagious. And, and, and so that everywhere that these lepers, or you had leprosy, everywhere that you went, you had to announce that you were coming. Uh, you had to tell everybody uh, your situation, the fact that you were deemed unclean, and that, or to warn people and to let people know to, in essence, get out of the way because you was coming down the road. Are y'all with me? Right. Uh, they, they, even their fashion, how they dressed was significant to because of they were lepers. They had torn clothes and tattered clothes and, 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 and all of these things to let you know, to symbolize, symbolize who they were. Uh, and they had to cover up their, their lips and they had to cover up their mouth. And the only person, and just by chance, if God wanted to do a miracle, the only person that could identify that miracle and, and sanction that it was real was the priest. The priest was the only one, but the priest was the only one that could look at that situation and say, "Yeah, God did something on you, and it's all right for you to return to society." But what I caught in this is that the the the, the lepers understood their plight. Y'all, y'all, y'all get this here. The lepers knew who they were. All right. They were honest with themselves, and they were honest with where they were in life. I'm, I'm preaching already. Say, if, if you don't do nothing, you got to be honest about where you are in life. Uh, that's one of the Bible says, don't think of yourself more highly than you are. Amen. And, you know, uh, some of us think that, you know, you arrived here saved, sanctified, delivered, and filled with the Holy Ghost and got a forever mind to run on for Jesus Christ. But let me tell you, you need to be honest with yourself to know that there is something wrong with you. Oh, it's easy for us. It's easy for us to be able to look at others and pick out things in their lives and, and tell them what's wrong with their, their life. What's going on in your house? And what's wrong with your children? And, and what's going on with your husband? Y'all ain't saying amen. But seldom do we look into our own back doors and our own yards to say, this is really what's going on with me. I like these lepers. I like them because they realize that, listen, I am what I am. I know I'm messed up, tied up, tangled up. I can't be around people. And there ain't no shame in my game. I already know. You ain't got to inform me. You ain't got to tell me. You ain't got to remind me. I already know. Is there anybody here? Let me just give by a show hand that you know that you done fell short, that you done fallen short, that you skipping, that you missing the mark somewhere, that all the engine, all the cylinders ain't firing you sometimes. And then you need to be able to realize where you are. That's, this is some other thing, you know. I know we got to be grateful, but that's one thing. That's one when when when, when, uh, when you're doing your notes, I want you to write down lesson. lesson. That's that's a lesson. lesson. I'm gonna give you several lessons in one lesson. Damn, damn. Just say it's more to it than me say I. So one of the lessons that I see is that these lepers had an understanding to know where they were in life. All right. Stop fooling yourself and think that you already arrived. We're all striving to get there. We're all making an effort to be better. Are y'all with me? Amen. So as I go through this story real quickly, 
If the lepers went into remission, the priest was the only one that could validate such an act of remission. The second thing that I see is the removal. Write that down, the removal. The Bible declares in the text that they stood afar off. They stood afar off. I got a, a, a little bit of an issue with that because a lot of people have taken that to heart. When you do have problems, when you do have issues, how many of y'all say y'all got issues in here? Everybody. Okay, everybody. Just now, I got a thing, you got a thing, all the God's children got a thing. Amen. But my problem with this, and then what I see in the text, is even though they realize that they had a problem, uh, because, because of their condition, they stood afar off. Can I tell you, that's not necessarily the right thing to do when you have a problem? Because this is what most people do. When they have issues or when they have problems, they stop coming to church. Uh, they stop wanting to be around those that can bless them with a word. Y'all ain't saying nothing. That can help get them through. Instead, they isolate themselves in a place to be able to have a pity party about their conditions instead of bringing themselves in the place where they can get encouragement. Because they say, when you are going through, don't stand far away. That's the time that you ought to get closer to the Lord. Amen. The only one that can change you, the only one that can bless you, the only one that can heal you, is a lot of times the one that we run away from the quickest. I find out with these lepers that they stood afar off. Can I keep going? Yeah. Uh, uh, real quickly. Uh, the other thing I tell you, removal. The, uh, the, the next thing is I see a request. A request. A request. They lifted up their voices, seeking mercy. Seeking mercy. A lot of times we, as y'all heard me say before, we get grace and mercy mixed up. Grace is, of course, God's unmerited favor. He gives all of us, He has graced all of us. To be here. How many know that you were grace yeah, to be here? We sing a song. We have a song in our hymn. Amazing grace. How sweet the sound that saved the wretch like me. It was grace that found me. I, I'm so grateful uh, for his grace. But I, I, as I grew older, I began not only to understand grace, but I started understanding mercy. Let me help you understand mercy. See, mercy is a little bit different from grace. Mercy is the admittance or the understanding that you know you're wrong. Uh, that you know you're wrong and you're asking, in spite of where I am and who I am, Lord, bless me anyway. I, I already know. I know I'm crooked. I know I ain't straight. I know I mess up. I know I fall. But Lord, have some mercy on me. Oh, some of y'all need to cry out because some of y'all crooked. Y'all ain't said amen loud enough. Amen. But just holler out in them and say, Lord, have mercy on me. Yeah, I, I know what I am. Amen. I don't have to know your story, but you know your story. Touch me and say, you know what you did. So, so, so there was a question. that said, uh, they lifted up their voices and said they were seeking mercy. They, they knew 
that their illness was incurable. So they sought only mercy. They had no idea that their request was going to be directed to Dr. Turo. Y'all ain't saying amen. They, they, they didn't grant it, but they cried out for mercy. That, 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 was, that was a request. Them, uh, the next thing is recognition. Write that one down. Recognition. Recognition. By this one, put less. Recognition. This is what they did when they addressed him. They said, Jesus, Master. Y'all didn't get that. I'll say it again. Jesus, Master. And this is what they were saying. They were giving him the respect that was required of someone so great. Amen. Let me tell you something. Can I tell you something that someone told me that, something, that nothing else will get you far ahead in life? Learning how to respect people and give respect where respect is due will help you get further in life. I love these lepers because even though they had things going on, they knew, they understood enough to know when I'm getting ready to ask them, when I'm getting ready to approach Jesus, I got to put the right name on it. I, I got to give the right respect to it. He is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. He is the great I am, and I'm going to respect. See, I, I felt I felt like preaching right there. Blessing, honor, and respect will take you a long way. Hmm? Honor and respect. Can I tell you that not, not, not only spiritually, not only with the Lord, not only with God, but can I tell you in the natural? Let me help my young people. In the natural, respect will take you a long way. I, I'm not ashamed. I know I came up a generation. I, I can probably point out a few Corey and Trish, and we probably came up in that same era, amen, that we were taught, and it was demanded upon us that when we encounter an adult, uh, it, it don't matter if they were somebody you knew, if they was your mama or your daddy or anybody, but just the fact that they were your elders, that they reserved, they, they were reserved, uh, reserved to get this respect of yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. Right. <laughs> no, ma'am. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I, can I just, can I pause here, Matthew? Can I just pause here for a second? Can I talk? Amen. I ain't never <laughs> seen such a generation, y'all help me here, that is missing this lesson. Yes, sir. Let me help you here. If you don't get young people, you don't get that's out of my message. Please remember this. Respect will take you a long way. I remember I was living in Florida, amen, and I had the opportunity. I was traveling with the bishop, amen, Bishop Ray. I was going around. We were playing. I was enjoying myself, amen. I had a good time, and, amen. And it just felt my heart good that, amen, Pastor Brenda, his wife, came to me, and she said, she said, let me tell you something. She said, she said I just want to, I want to speak into your life. She said, I don't know who taught you. I don't know what your upbringing was, but whoever taught you and the fact that you just are so respectful. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Man, can I tell you that made me feel good? I, 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 I'm not proud of you, but I was proud of the fact that I was raised the right way. Can I tell you that I used to live in Florida West Virginia, and I, I used to fly home? Can I tell you how I flew home? I flew home first class. Oh, excuse me. 
right. Y'all ain't talking to me in here. Can I tell y'all the reason I flew home first class? Because that same one that gave me a compliment about my respect was a retired member of the United States AM. Oh. And, they, and all she did was every time I wanted to go home, all I had to do was say, I want to go home. And she would give me a ticket and I would end up some kind of way in first class. Didn't understand it then, but I understand it now that the reason that I was getting these first class tickets, because I, you know, I'm a little fella from Georgia, you know, I don't know no better. I ain't never been in the first class before. But respect got me the first class. All right. All right. Touch your name and say, lesson. I'm going to get on out your way. Amen. I ain't got much more time. Amen. Uh, recognition, they understood. They say, Jesus, master. They honored and they respect, respected who he was. Uh, the, uh, the next one is the results. Write that down, the results. The results. After they asked Jesus, have mercy on us. Mm -hmm. The results were not immediate. Okay. All right. mm. Sometimes you want stuff to happen right then. Uh -huh. Can I bless your life? Sometimes stuff don't happen immediately. Right. Right. Can I tell you, sometimes there's a process associated with your blessing. Or, or, or there's a process that is associated with your healing. Watch this. This is what he tells them. He tells them, he tells them to go mm -hmm. and show yourself to the only one that can validate when something does happen that has happened. But while they were going, while they were, while they were yet standing there, there was no change. Oh, I felt like running out the door. While they were standing there, there was no difference in their life. But when they decided, touch the say lesson, when they decided to follow the instruction of the Lord. I'm about to get happy. I, I can imagine being one of those lepers and standing there and the Lord said, listen, I need you to go and show yourself to the priest, but yet I'm full of leprosy. I don't see a change. I don't see anything different. And you're telling me to go and show the priest what I already know. But can I tell you that no leper will argue with it. Let nobody come back and say, this is what I see, Lord. I know what you said, but this is, this is what it is. And no, I didn't hear any of that in the text. But what I see in the text is they were obedient to what the Lord said. You know, I ain't never wanted leprosy. I don't want leprosy. I, I don't want it. But I, I can imagine in my Holy Ghost mind as Jesus told them to go and show themselves to the priest. And they were trying to figure out deep what was going on. I don't see no change, but I can imagine that every time they took a step toward the destination that Jesus you know, there was an old song that said, uh, you, you know, your, your, ankle, your foot bone is connected to your ankle bone. Yeah. And, and your ankle bone is connected to your, your leg bone. And your leg bone connected to your thigh bone. And your thigh bone connected to you. I believe that every step of obedience, every time they step toward their destiny, that something changed. I'm, I'm trying to help somebody. I ain't quite ready yet. But I'm trying to help somebody 
and listen, and stop trying to give all these excuses and learn how to just be obedient to what the Lord is trying to get you to do. You might not understand it, you might not see it immediately, but every step you make is a good step in the way of the Lord, and He will bless. I'm trying to get out of here. Just the name said there's some results. As, as they went. Not immediately. But as they walked in obedience to what the Lord said to them. Can I tell a second, not Mariah? Listen, and I appreciate that. I, I believe that God is tremendously blessing us. I believe that there's some new things on the horizon. I believe that God is getting ready to do something in this place. And y'all might not understand it, but y'all are obedient to what the Lord is saying to the man of God. And I'm here to tell you that every step we take, we go no higher and higher and higher. I don't know what to shout about, but I see what the Lord is doing. I see the Lord is doing some things. He's changing some things. He's healing some things. He's delivering some things. And I just want to be one in the number. Don't take this too fast. I ain't ready yet. I got more. I got about an hour more to preach. Results. Results. They were obedient to it. Requested of the Lord. They recognized who he was and the power that he had. And there were some results from their obedience. Just the name say, if you don't learn that lesson, learn how to be obedient. The Bible tells us that obedience is better than sacrifice. I don't care what you sacrifice, and you obedient. God will move stuff out of your way. He'll do some things. Can I tell you here, I'm a living witness, amen, that just by being obedient, when folk had counted me out, when folk had counted me down, they said I wouldn't be and I could, God made a way in just because I was obedient to this word. Somebody going to get this before they get home and just throw your hands up and say, Lord, yes to your will, yes to your way. Push you don't got happy, you don't got happy. You got happy. And reason. So the name said reason. Something else happened in the text that I didn't read to you. A little bit more happened in the text. That Jesus did. He healed them of what they were asking. As they went. The Bible says that they hear. So by the time they got to the priest, they were whole. Or were they whole? Uh, come on here. Uh, by time, uh, by time they got to the priest, uh, uh, were they whole, or, or were they just simply healed? Uh, there's a difference. There's a difference between healed and whole. See, see, healed dealt with the thing that they were asking God to do, which was to heal them of their mercy. But can I tell you, even though God can touch you and touch an area in your life, that that does not make you whole. That might make you healed. That might make you delivered. You might not have that problem no more, but it does not constitute being whole. There's a difference in being healed and 
hold. Let me tell you what happened. See, because there were ten of them, and ten went to say, "Hey, ten went on. They were ten Jews." Touch your life, he'll touch your body, he'll touch your house. 